you know, I think the biggest thing for me, I always tell people with anything you want to do in life, find a different set of people who are at different levels of what you're trying to attain, whether they're, you know, after that first hump of just beginning or they're at the ultimate level of success in that thing that you're trying to attain or maybe they're on the rise, like look at those people, see what their strategy was, how they went about doing, take little, little, you know, parts of that and try that in your own life. Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. This is episode 118 and I'm your host Rachel Anthony. As always, you should know by now, I guess if you're listening, but if it's your first time listening, that's who I am. This is my last podcast intro with this splint in my mouth, so I promise next time I will not have a lisp, I'll be able to talk better, and I'll be able to talk longer. I don't know if that's what you're going for or not, but let me tell you, the next episode intro is going to be great. I'm so excited to be able to talk again and eat, but that's a whole other thing to talk about. So today's episode is part one of two with Tanisha Cherry. She is my friend and also a local influencer and blogger. She actually will hate me when she hears this intro. She likes to call herself a storyteller as opposed to influencer or content creator. And she explains that and I love it. Definitely I'm getting behind it, but I use the word influencer anyway because everyone understands what that means. So today in the episode with Tanisha, She talks about how she became an influencer, her advice for aspiring content creators or storytellers, whatever you want to be, and how her perspective has evolved over the years. She talks about how to find your purpose and your intent, how to grow organically, and to find and build that community. I'm excited for you to hear it. Tanisha gives really great advice. I apologize for the audio sound. Sometimes it's not great. Um, on her end, I don't know if it was the internet or what was happening, so I tried to fix it the best that my Adobe Audition skills let me. Um, I watched a ton of YouTube videos, so I tried to make it better. Hopefully it's okay. Trust me, just listen to it. Um, it's worth it. And then tune in on Friday, if you listen to this day of, today's Tuesday. Tune in on Friday for the second episode where she talks all about pitching. So that is also a good episode, but let's jump into this one. Here is Tanisha. Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. I am here virtually with Tanisha Cherry. Thanks for joining me. This is the first time you've been on the podcast. Hey, (laughs) thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, same. Do you want to, before we get into everything, join to introduce yourself and tell us a little about what you do, who you are, all of that. For sure. So my name is Tanisha Cherry. You can follow me on Instagram at Tanisha.Cherry. Instagram's a hater and won't let me take the period out one day when I'm verified, (laughs) hopefully. (laughs) Um, I am a Black concept creator based in Calgary, Alberta. Um, that's a term I just learned from Kate Mob listening to a podcast the other day. You know, we all normally say content creator, but I just really liked how she talked about influencers having needing to shift from content content to concept to more go towards storytelling, which is what the path I'm on right now. So I am a concept creator. <laughs> I use I love different platforms. 
right? Isn't it good? Yeah. Like, yes, girl, get into it. Um, I use different platforms of social media to create a safe space for marginal women and marginalized women to come for inspiration, conversation tips, and how-tos on all things adulting, beauty, fashion, travel, food, all that stuff I like to do. <laughs> and um, not just from me, but from other people, a part of the community too, that I'm building too. So that is it. <laughs> I love it. That was a lot. <laughs> do you want to share with us your journey to becoming an influencer? How did it happen? And when did you realize I mean, I guess we're not using the term influencer, whatever term you want to use, but when did you realize that you had become more than just like posting on Instagram for fun? Um, so I started my account so many years ago when Instagram first um, started. I always go back sometimes to look at my first post and I'm just like, girl, what was you doing? <laughs> this is hideous. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I've always been a creative person. I just didn't know what form, um, how to really express my creativity. I was always a person growing up that I loved to read. I loved watching movies. Um, I liked fashion. I just didn't know what medium I could really have a creative outlet in. And I think when YouTube started to, go, started to get popular and I started seeing people doing, you know, like vlogs and you know, documenting their life. That's something I was really fascinated in. It wasn't something I think I thought I could do at the time. And this was probably when I was probably like mm, 18. I didn't think I could do that because one, I didn't think I was that interesting, number one. And number two, I thought that, you know, my closest friends and family members would like laugh at me and make fun of me and think it was weird because it's just, it wasn't normal for us, you know, to see, like now we see have influencers, everybody like it's a thing, people get it. But back then it's like, why are you recording yourself talking about a TV show? Like that's dumb. <laughs> so me being who I was or am a shy person, you know, I'm just like, I'm not even going to set myself up like that. So I was always a consumer of um, YouTube and bloggers, um, their blog sites like um, Ami Songs when she first created her blog where she was just, you know, posting her outfits and stuff like that. And Brian Boy, and he was talking more about high fashion elements. Those are people that I really followed at the very beginning of their careers. And, you know, people like the Glam Twins, who are a set of um, Black twins from Georgia, who basically showed them in cosmetology school and their hair care journey and how they grew their hair naturally just themselves. Just watching those people from very early stages, I was always into it. I always wanted to do it. And I just never did. And it wasn't until about six years ago, you know, I moved out of my family home and I moved um, into the inner city of Calgary. And I started to really, you know, take um, an assessment of where my life was and how I was feeling and who I was as a person. I just wasn't feeling too great because I felt like I was kind of just following the crowd and I wasn't doing things I wanted to do. And I didn't have a good concept of what it was I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to do more than everything that I saw the people in my life day day, day, day doing. So I just kind of started diving into social media, just being, you know, seeing what things are happening in the city, um, who's doing what, because I'm seeing all these, you know, influencers and creators in other parts of the world and in other parts of Canada, but I wasn't seeing it happen in Calgary until I came across one of my really great friends, I'm Mr. Fabulous on Twitter, and I saw him going to all these like fabulous events and openings. And I think the blo first blog post I ever saw him um, post was the um, the um, building, the Drake um, building downtown. It's a condominium, like Skyrise, whatever. 
building and he was posting about it. I'm like, wow, this building's so chic. I want to live there. I want to live in a place like this. And I'm like, obviously we're not in buying mode right now, but it's okay. And I started following him on social media. I'm like, he's going to all these cool events. Like I want to go to cool events. How do I get invited to this? So I started following him and I started like paying attention to the things he was doing. And, you know, one thing after another, I got invited to an event from a PR company. It was a show home event. And, you know, I got to meet some of these people I had been following on social media in real life who I'd had conversations with online, but I didn't know personally. And they were all so nice and welcoming. And then um, Ryan and me, you know, just randomly on Twitter, he's like, hey, let's meet up for tea. And I was like, sure. So we met up downtown at David's Tea. And he's like, and I was just like, you know, going there just to meet a new person that's like doing something that I like, but not really to question him about him, but just to like really get to know him as a person. And the first thing out of his mouth was, so what's happening with your blog, girl? And I was like, oh, okay, we're going to jump right in. Let's do it. <laughs> and he was just like, just so forthcoming and just so nice and supportive saying like, you could do it, you know, and there's nobody else that looks like you in the city. You're going to have an interesting um, perspective on everything. Just go for it, you know, just start posting, start writing, you know, reach out to PR companies in the city. And he gave me a list of people too. And he's just, and he's like, just reach out to them, tell them you want to come to any of coming events and you'll start getting invites and he was just very hands-on with that and I started to and I just started going to events and networking and doing all that putting a lot of hard work to wrap this up <laughs> here I am <laughs> but it was pretty much just like seeing you know I think the biggest thing for me I always tell people with anything you want to do in life find a different set of people who are at different levels of what you're trying to attain, whether they're, you know, after that first hump of just beginning, or they're at the ultimate level of success in that thing that you're trying to attain, or maybe they're on the rise, like, look at those people, see what their strategy was, how they went about doing, take little, little, you know, parts of that, and try that in your own life so with Ryan it was just like he was going to all these events I thought that was amazing that's great you know and then there's people in other parts of the world like Sasha Exter who is a blogger in Toronto where I felt like she was just creating content that was just so in line with her she's very much into wellness and physical activity and fitness and everything um on her blog and on her Instagram, on her Twitter, aligned with that. I loved that she knew who what her purpose was and who her audience was. And then, you know, there was other people in the US who just like skyrocketed and I'm just like, okay, I wanna be to that level of success. So I was just seeing different things that they were doing and networking is a huge part of that, being polite with people, knowing what your purpose is and just keeping at it. Totally, I love that. And I think it also ties into not necessarily asking for help, but building that support system in the community because people aren't as intimidating as they seem and I think like Ryan and and even the rest of the influencers in Calgary and across the whole world that people like to share their story and like to help other people and so if someone's just starting out asking for help or following them or just getting to know their story and like you said using that to your own benefit and kind of following in their footsteps before you really figure out how it works for you. Exactly. I think the biggest thing, too, is also just working on what it is you like to post and going from there. Um, that's one thing that I wish I would have done at the beginning of this journey is really hone on on what my purpose was and just have that together more and build that foundation of, you know, creating content, how I do it, um, you know, what's my strategy when it comes to editing and stuff like that, or what's my, you know, process. Um, 
obviously that's not what I did and it still panned out for me, but I felt like it probably would have, it just would have been a more seamless um, transition had I done that first, but it is what totally. it is. Yeah. And I think that's part of the journey. I mean, I feel the same way and it could be a little bit different from when we started and just seeing how it is now, you know, I feel like, yes, we kind of knew what we were doing in the beginning, but we didn't realize how influential and how big this, like how influencer marketing would be. And so I think that that was just part of the journey over the last few years is figuring out the use of our Instagram personally, as opposed to just trying to copy what everyone else is doing or just being so all over the place. Exactly. I feel like we're all copying what everyone doing the same presets, the same poses, the same destinations, the same outfit. It's just the same, 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 same. And we're wondering why it's not happening for us. It's like, girl, because who are you? <laughs> exactly. Who are you? <laughs> and on that note, do you want to explain how your, like describe your personal brand now and your purpose and how that has evolved in the past couple of years once you figured out what you wanted to do with your platform? I feel like I've, Honestly, during this pandemic is when I really figured out my purpose. So it shifted from a place of just overthinking and second guessing myself to now I'm in a space where everything is a lot more intentional. Um, you know, a lot of people feel like I'm going to post five times a week or three times a day at a set time <laughs> with this many, this length of a caption and this many hashtags to beat the Instagram algorithm. And it's just like, nobody knows how to beat the algorithm except for Instagram. You know, it changes all the time. There's just all these myths out there that we don't even know are true. So just be intentional with it. And that's what I pride myself on now. You know, if I don't feel like posting that day on Instagram stories, I'm not going to. If I don't feel like posting an iPhone picture because I don't think the quality as great as my, you know, mirrorless camera, then I'm just not going to. Because at the end of the day, if I love my picture and I love, you know, the message I'm trying to um, share with my community, it's going to be it's going to be amazing. Like, you know, they're going to receive that. And sometimes that's not reflected in numbers, but, you know, sometimes I get DMs after the fact or emails from people and what I said or the picture really spoke to them in some way. And that's what really makes me feel good. Back then I wanted to connect with people like me, but I wasn't specific with who that ideal person is and what they're coming to me for. And I really had to sit down and think about it and be like, well, Tanisha, what do you go on Instagram for? Like, who are people that inspire you, who really prompt you to get up and do something? You know, who are people that make you happy and make you feel good? And, you know, the first thing was people that show me their day-to-day -day lives and, you know, show me the glam, but when they wake up in the morning, they haven't brushed their teeth yet, when they still have a crest in their eye. <laughs> you know, people who watch shows like I do. You know, people who are actually really showing vulnerable parts of themselves so that's something with me it's like okay I need to bring down this wall and really be transparent with these people because just like how you connect with people in real life you know versus Instagram like it's the same you have to be real you have to be transparent you don't have to tell all your business but you know people can see through fakeness and I'm just not about it so that's really what it was for me I really had to bring that wall down and allow people to connect with me and really you know, get an ask for who I am as a person. So you'll see me on Instagram with no wig, with a wig, hair tore up, lashes on, <laughs> food stains on my shirt. <laughs> You're going to see it all. And, you know, if you see me talking about, you know, my hair all week, and then all of a sudden I pop out with this hair product campaign, you know that it aligns with who I am because I've been telling you guys forever that 
my conditioner is not doing the job. And now I have one. You guys know I'm telling the truth because you can see the difference for yourself because my hair was tall up for the last couple of weeks and now she looks bomb. <laughs> so for me, it's just really about being intentional. And intentional doesn't always have to be like it's so deep or like gets you into your soul, but just have some sort of meaning behind it. And, you know, it could be something little like I posted a picture of a new plant I got. It's a plant. Like, who cares? It's not a big deal. But to someone else, but like to me, it meant something because my neighbor of three years moved away and she gifted it to me. And it meant a lot because, you know, I feel like I'm losing a person who really helped me to this transition of adulthood of living by myself. You know, this nice couple that was next to me that was just so nice from day one, who at first I thought, low key, I thought they were swingers. It was really weird. They used to invite me over for drinks and I'm just like, who are these people? Why are they so nice to me? <laughs> but they've been, <laughs> they've been so nice to me for the three years and they've been always been so helpful and just like, you know, a knock away. And, you know, it's just like, wow, that was so nice of her to give me this plant. But knowing who she is, she's always dropping off random things to me. It's really weird, but very kind. <laughs> but, you know, so putting a plant like that, when people see the picture, they're just like, okay, it's a plant. But when they read the caption, they're like, oh, that's so nice. And, you know, for whatever reason, maybe that inspires something in them to be nice to their neighbors or, you know, just to receive people who are being very nice to them and not judge them off the bat like I did. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I feel like, like you said, people feel like they have to post every day because that's what's been told to them. And I think when you are posting intentionally, then when you post something, then they know that it's going to be worthwhile. So they spend the time looking at the caption as opposed to just flipping by because they're like, oh, it's just another photo. Like, I don't, it doesn't matter because it's probably nothing worth my time. But because you don't post as often, then people know that it's going to be worth their read and worth their like two minutes that it takes to stop and, and look at it. Exactly. Like sometimes I see people just post up a photo and then put an emoji as the caption. I'm just kind of like, okay, all right, well, like keep going. And I'll have people that do this and they'll come to me for feedback and they're like, you know, people are really engaging with my content. I'm like, sweetie, you put a purple heart as a caption. What is there to engage with? You know, when you yeah. want to say your jacket is nice and your tube, like you posted that, but like the same outfit of different colors every day for the last week. Like, you know, sorry, but but people don't care <laughs> what made you post this photo like it could be a random thought you know but a purple heart is not going to do it people are not going to we can't connect with the emoji sweetie we need something else so I feel like ha having those intentional posts and putting uh you know an intentional caption behind it has been really helpful for me I just kind of find people really responding to my captions more um before you know it would be post something and then throw in a question as a call to action and I would realize that, you know, no one's answering my call to action. But now I have these like longer captions that are more insightful, more intentional, and people are actually responding to what I'm talking about. And sometimes it's things I put at the very bottom of the caption, which isn't necessarily a call to action, but I'm like, dang, they read the whole caption. Good job, amazing. We're doing things. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and I find that you can even tell when people are, are forcing it, when they're putting a question that they, are just putting because they want people to engage with it. But I find, like you've said, that if you write a well thought out caption, even if you don't have a specific call to action or specific question, people still feel that they want to respond and put in their, their opinion or their two cents, which is true engagement as opposed to false engagement with forced questions. Exactly. Forced question, nobody cares about. And sometimes I do ask questions and sometimes people will like 
bypass the question and just like leave a comment, it's okay because I'm going to re-ask you the question in the comments and I'm going to get my answer because <laughs> this is community. We are here for real dialogue and I want to get to know you, sis. So I'm going to ask you a question again or I'm going to ask you something that maybe, you know, is related to the caption, not just a separate question because, you know, I want to get to know the people that are following me. You know, I don't want to just be a one-sided conversation, which is why I don't really like using the term audience because I don't feel like I'm talking at them. You know, this we're gang gang, we're family over here, we're friends. You know, this is a nice little love affair that we have going on. I want us all to be a part of the conversation. Totally. And I think that we've already kind of touched upon this, but I'm sure you get it a ton. People want to know how to become an influencer, how to get more followers, blah, blah, all those questions. Um, so what are your answers to these people? My answer now is head to my website, going out and doing a consultation with me <laughs> but you know the flip side listeners um because i love y'all <laughs> i'll give you guys a free read um i would say ask yourself what is your purpose and then start writing down little goals that are going to help you fulfill that purpose and with writing down those goals you write down a plan of course a plan of action of how you're going to get to that goal so for me it's you know creating an space um, on different platforms where, you know, I can really inspire women by sharing my stories, things that I'm going through, things that I love, and opening up the conversation for them to share things to help other women in our community. So, you know, for me, in order to do that, get to that point, one, I have to be on social media, one, I have to post content on my social media, I have to share things about myself that are actually happening on a day-to-day basis. So I do post on my stories every single day. You know, I do ask questions. My favorite thing because of the COVID is I've been doing these cleanliness questions because a lot of people aren't doing clean things. <laughs> but, you know, as much as I poke fun at people, I'm doing it for the purpose of, you know, you guys know better, so now you can do better. So it's really just to ask starting off with what is your purpose because I feel like once you have your, pers- your purpose, everything else will come into alignment a lot easier. If you, for example, say that you want to be a, flash, a fashion influencer, a content creator, a blogger, whatever the case is, you know, the first question is, I always ask people, because I get that one a lot, is, okay, well, what part of the fashion industry? Because the fashion industry, like any industry, there's different parts of it, you know? So what part of it? Are we talking about, you know, designers from the creative point? Are you talking about from a creative, um, from creating clothes? Is it, you know, creating fashion billboards and stuff like that, like ad campaigns? Like, what are we really talking about? Is it educating people on the um, stories? the history behind designers is it actually making clothing like what part of the fashion industry are you wanting to blog about you know what is it that your audience is going to be inspired by because that's the one thing too is you know a lot of i noticed for myself a lot of fashion creators you know they're posting nice outfits but they're not really sharing with their audience how they create these outfits or you know they're just sharing the brand what it girls are wearing um how they wore it but they didn't really you know, share how they got to this outfit when they woke up this morning and you said you wanted to look cute, you know, how you got to this outfit. They show you the end result, you know. Is there a part of your body that you're insecure about? So this is something that helps you make you feel better about it. You know, do you feel like you're shaped like a square and you added a belt onto your stomach to, you know, create some fake curves or whatever the case is? You know, really tell that story share with people people are going to be able to connect with you a lot better so starting with your purpose and writing down those goals and you're off to a huge leap start then 
a lot of people, especially where I was when I started, I didn't really have a clear idea for that. But I, I feel like I went through a lot of trial and errors that, you know, wasted a lot of time. But <laughs> it would have been more helpful if I would have done that. So that's the biggest thing I always tell people, you know, purpose, stick to your creative, you know, creating great images, learning how to create them for yourselves, um, editing photos, taking your own photos, um, learning how to pose. That's something I'm still learning myself. And then, you know, just focusing on that creative process. Don't think of the numbers, you know, at the very beginning. And I tell people that and they say, you know, that's easier said than done, but it's not about the numbers first starting out. It's supposed to be about your purpose with your purpose and you really dedicating that time to build that foundation and improve on your skill set. The numbers are going to come, you know, but in the very beginning, you can't force people to like and comment and share your photos. You know, you have to give them something that they want to do that on. So just start with that foundation first. Totally. I love that. That was a really great answer considering you said you weren't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and let's jump over to pitching 